be in uh, this amazing, amazing, beautiful part of the world. Uh, it's, it was my first time yesterday to come to this part of the nation. And I would like you to know that you live in a very beautiful land. You are blessed. Do you know you're blessed? Yeah. Yes, you're blessed. Uh, greetings from Uganda. Uh, my name is Peter Kasirivu. As you've heard from Pastor, I, am, I come from that little country called Uganda. We call it the Pearl of Africa because it's also very beautiful, a different beautiful. Uh, I thank God so much for that opportunity to come from there. I'm a pastor, as you've heard, and I have a family. I'm married to Irene, and we have four children. I thank God so much for the opportunity uh, that God gave me when he called me to ministry and he took me to a little village called Gaba, uh, which is just outside the city of Kampala. And we are involved in planting a church. And as you've heard from the pastor, this church has planted churches that are planted churches. And, uh, and through that, uh, a minister was born called Africa Renewal Ministries, as you've heard. And uh, this ministry, our dream, our vision, is to see the transformation of Africa. Uh, Africa is a beautiful continent, but a continent that has really struggled because of poor leadership and because of the evils that have been put on us by the people that would have been leaders, but they've not been the best that we've had. So God gave us this big vision of bringing transformation to the continent of Africa, beginning with Uganda where we are. And there are three big areas that we do. We, God has called us to embrace children. The Lord has called us to equip leaders, but also God has called us to empower communities. So our ministry is involved in those three big areas. And we feel that as we deal with those very major areas, transformation will happen. And for sure we are seeing it from the very few people that we started with. And when we look back over the years, we've seen changes happening from the people that we've raised in the communities where they go. Now you may wonder, what about those 700 churches? We have planted churches that have planted churches that have planted churches. So we have grandchildren and great-grandchildren churches, if you, can, if you can get that. I would like today to talk about the power of the gospel. And, and, and I feel that this is a message that we all need to hear. I know you are here because of the power of the gospel. And a very beautiful thing is that your church is called Good News. So that makes it very, very uh, sweet for me to be able to share the message that I have to share this morning. Let me pray um, as, as I begin. Lord, I pray that you use this message to encourage us, use this message to inspire us, Use this message to motivate us to serve you and to live for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. We are going to go to our Bibles and open um, Romans chapter 1. Uh, I believe they're going to put it on the screen. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Uh, this is what uh, the Apostle Paul uh, wrote. He says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation 
to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Now what Paul was speaking or was saying was a testimony of what really happened to him as a person. You all know uh, the life of Paul and how he was a persecutor of the church. But yet God did a work in his life. He was changed and went on to become one of the greatest preachers of the gospel and writers whom we actually read about in the Bible. So Paul was saying the gospel is more than what we think. The gospel is not just a religion. It is not just a story, but it is power of God to change and to transform human beings. I accepted Jesus Christ when I was 19 years old. A friend of mine, a school friend of mine, shared the message of the Lord Jesus Christ with me. At that time, I thought these things belong to older people. But when I found my colleague, a person I go to school with, accepting Jesus, I said, I need what you have. Because at that time, as a young man, my life had, gone, had started going away and drifting away from things that were right and things that were purpose. So Jesus changed my life. And a few months into that journey of changing my life, I found a call to do what I'm doing right now. So the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ has power. The gospel has changed nations and the gospel has changed people. I come from Uganda, as you've heard. This little country, which is actually the size of Oregon, this country was colonized by the British. But before the British started doing what they did, we actually got visitors who were missionaries from Great Britain. They came and they found my people worshiping trees and mountains, involved in witchcraft and all kinds of evil. Our language had never been written, put in writing. We could not read and write. That is about 140 years ago they brought the message of Jesus Christ. And they realized that we could actually, we could not read the Bible. So what they did was to put our language in writing, but also to teach our people how to read and write because we are an oral, oral tribe. That's how we were. So they taught us how to read and write. And then they also taught us this English language. And that's why I can speak and you can understand me. So I, will, I always say it is the missionaries who came to Africa that actually brought not only the change that brought the gospel, but also they brought civilization to us. So the gospel has power and has power to change. The gospel has changed nations, including your nation. The gospel is powerful. So that's why Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God. In the book of Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, 
he says, Jesus, he, on his, you know, preaching his first message, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus brought this message to bring a change. I think the people of that time were thinking, oh, this is just another person speaking about God. They did not realize that he had brought a message that was to transform the rest of the world from a tiny little village now to change the whole world and all of us are here because of the gospel. Now, good news, the name of your church is gospel, evangel, evangelism. That is the message we have. It is so powerful. It changes human beings. It changes rebels. It changes people who are so far away from God and makes them who we are. I am so proud of the gospel. And I believe that you're also so proud that you're a Christian. Otherwise, you would probably be so far away. I come from a family where my father had my mother as one wife, but also he had so many mistresses that my mother had six children, but we ended up being 13 children because many of these kids were born out of wedlock. He was a man who had lots of struggles. And every time I look at myself and I realize that if it wasn't for the gospel, I would not be where I am. But the encounter I had when my friend shared the message of Jesus made me who I am. And it is so true because one, my, one of my brothers, he's a younger brother, he has 21 children. He has three wives, he's polygamous. And he feels he's okay. But I see a man who is bound because he can't settle. He goes through a lot of issues. So I would have been like that except for the power of the gospel. Aren't you glad that you got to meet Jesus? He is powerful. He sets captives free. He delivers the bound and he changes people. Friends, Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. What does this mean? I have three statements to actually respond to this very statement that Paul gives us. He says, I'm not ashamed. So if you are not ashamed, then what should you do? If Jesus has done great things in your life, how should you then respond or how should you then leave? For Paul, he was a persecutor of those who believed in Jesus. And when he accepted him, he became an amazing preacher of the gospel, trying to bring as many others as he could. You remember this man, Zacchaeus. He was so corrupt and he meets Jesus and he changes him. What do you do when you encounter 
the gospel. There are three statements that I want to bring to us this morning. The first one is that when we encounter Jesus and he changes us, we need to live like Jesus. In other words, we need to bear fruit. Our lives must be changed in such a way that those who look at us, they see Jesus in us. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11, verse 1, the Bible says, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk or live in a manner worthy or worthy of the calling to which you have been called. I urge you as a prisoner of the Lord to walk, to live worthy of the calling that you have. We are the people that should show the others what it means to be a Christian. When people look at you, do they see Jesus in you? When people hear you talk, do they hear words that show that you're different? The way you talk, the way you live, the way you speak, do people, do, do people see that? Paul said that we are living epistles, meaning we are the Bible that people read because many people will never read the Bible that we read. But they need to see the Jesus that we have accepted. Paul had the courage of saying, imitate me as I imitate Christ. The question I always have for us, can people, can you stand up and say the same? That by the way, I live for Jesus so much that please walk like me. I am praying that I'll be like that, that I'll be so passionate for God and I'll live so much like Jesus that people can start looking at me and say, I want to be like that man. I want to be like you. The beauty of this is that it's not in our power. Aren't you glad that it's not your power? When we accept Jesus, the spirit of Jesus starts working in us. So our, our work is to respond to that which is already there. You respond and people love to see us, Christians, living like Christians. I don't know whether it's like this here, but in my country, when people become Christians, they, we usually pick some Bible names. I'm called Peter, others are called Paul, others are called John, and others are, we have names like that. But when you go to our jails, or our prisons, you find people who have these names in the Bible. And many of them, it's because they've not been walking like Jesus. So when we accept Jesus, change must happen. And if it's not, people will wonder whether what we believe is true. The second statement I have for us is that we need to share the message of the good news. So Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of men. I am not ashamed. He wasn't ashamed because he knew the power behind the message that he has 
or that he had. I come from a place called Gaba, which is on the shores of Lake Victoria. Lake Victoria is the largest fresh water lake in Africa. It's huge. It's like an ocean. It's huge. But on the shores of the lake, people from my tribe, they believe that the gods, gods with small g, G-O-D, that they work better on the shores of the lake. So they build shrines. So in the community where God took us, it's called Gaba, there were lots of shrines. So when we went to plant and start this church, we didn't know what we are dealing with. But through prayer, we started realizing that many of the people in our community were still engaged in witchcraft. So we started praying and asked God, Lord, what do you want us to do? And the Lord started impressing it upon us. Pray for your community. Intercede for your community. And share the message of the gospel. Share the message of the gospel. And friends, we started on that journey. Prayer and sharing the message. Prayer and sharing the message. We started seeing slowly by slowly people saying yes to the Jesus that we believe. But there's something interesting that happened. You know, because we're on the shores of the lake, all the water that supplies the big city, our capital city is called Kampala. It's a city of about 4 million people. So the pumping station that pumps the water uh, to supply the city comes is in our community. So the government decided that they wanted to expand the water pumping station. So they had to go to this community, which actually is where there is the concentration of all the witches. And they paid them off to leave that area so that they can put the, the water processing factory there. So I always tell people that God can answer your prayers even using the government. <laughs> That's what he did. So that area where all the witches were was cleared and the witches had to leave the community. So we had had so much oppression and resistance to the gospel. What, when God cleaned our community, the response to the gospel started getting better and better. Because there is power in the name of Jesus and power in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That power changes lives. But there's something interesting. The word gospel means good news. It is news. It is positive news. Friends, it is positive news. I have been listening to the news. I've been in your country for two weeks. And most of your news is bad news. <laughs> it is bad news. It's news about the pipes that, the gas pipes which are go going <laughs> into trouble. It's about the economy. It's about all kinds of things. There's so bad, much bad news all around us. But we have the good news. We have a master who changes lives, who changes people 
and makes them different. And that's the good news that we have. When we started sharing the message in our community, we started seeing people saying yes to Jesus. When we started this sponsorship program in our community, our aim was to provide a future to the children. Not just the kids who are coming to our church, but the kids of everyone who had a need. So we put, we went to Muslim families, we went to Catholic families, we went to, you know, witches, families, and we said, can we help your kid? And we told them, the only requirement we have, your child should come to Sunday school. They said, Sunday school, all of them come. So we put these kids in our program, we put them in school, and we put them in Sunday school. And these kids started accepting Jesus. They started accepting Jesus. There is this family, it's a Muslim family. The father is Muslim and he was actually one of the chiefs in the community. We took one of his kids, he was so happy, we took another one and the kids accepted Jesus, they became Christians. The mother also came and he accepted Jesus. So a few years ago, I went to him and I say, sir, we want you to accept our Jesus. He said, pastor, leave me alone. I gave you my children. They are Christians. Also, my wife has become a Christian. I will stay Muslim, but you have them. There is power in the gospel. Today, his family he has not yet accepted Jesus, but many of his kids have accepted Jesus and his wife has. There is power. When we share, God has the power to transform the lives of the people. Actually, the Bible says that he has, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. Verse 18, all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself. And he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. So God has entrusted us the gospel. We are not saved to keep quiet. We are not changed to keep quiet. We are changed to be a voice for Jesus in the communities where we come from. Your neighbors should know that you're Christian. Your workmates should know. And students, your friends should know. I know that it is illegal to preach in your schools but tell them where you go to church. Invite them. Don't keep quiet on this amazing power to change. So we have been entrusted. Actually, he says, he has entrusted us with this message. I can't sit on this good news when the world is full of bad news. Share what you have. And people said, I'm not a preacher like Pastor Brad. You don't, you're not called to be a preacher. 
you are called to share the message or share the testimony of what God has done in your life. Be a witness. People will change. And the final thing I want to share today is that when God changes our lives, he gives us a mission for life. That same portion that I read, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 says this. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We are ambassadors. Which means that we represent heaven. We are Jesus' feet and we are his hands. That's what it means. But this is what I found. Before you become a Christian, usually you don't know so much about your future. So what we usually aim to do is let me go to school, let me make as much money as I can, and let me become rich and live happily ever after. But many times you realize that after you've done that, still you are not as happy as you can or as you should be. So when we discover Jesus, when Jesus changes us, what he does, he shows us that actually our lives can actually make an impact on many other lives. That's what we discover. So, the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 says this. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to walk in them. So before you were created, God had a plan. And when you are formed in your mother's womb, God had a plan. And the plan was that through your life, many people will see God. That through your life, people will have an opportunity to life. I come from a very small village out in the bush. And I went to school, yes. And I had a dream. My dream was to become a medical doctor. And the reason was that as you grow up in our country, during those times, the people were very important in our country was a medical doctor, a lawyer, I think you call them advocates here, and an engineer. And if you were not in that three, you could probably become a vet, veterinary doctor. Or you would become, you know, they call you know, a businessman, bachelor of commerce, you know, those things. Those were the big people. So we aimed at that, not because we, not because I loved people or not because I wanted, I was so passionate about the sick that I wanted them to be healed. No, I wanted to be famous, like many of us. So I discovered Jesus. A few months into this journey, I get this huge burden. And I felt God saying, Peter, I'm calling you to serve me the rest of your life. I want you to be a minister. I remember going 
to my uncle where I was staying at the time and I said, God has called me to be a preacher. He said, Peter, no. You are going to be the first doctor in our clan. That's so wrong. He was so sad because he had helped me a lot going to school. But I had found a mission for life. God had called me to be a minister. I went on to become a minister. But God is so amazing and amusing that we start this church and later on we start schools and later on we start a clinic and that clinic grew and grew. It's a small hospital. We employ four doctors. We have multiple nurses. We have a staff of about 40 to 45 people. So every time I walk around and I, and I go to this place to be treated, I look behind and I say, God, you are amazing. I was not, I never became a medical doctor, but I employ doctors now. <laughs> so God answered the dreams of my uncle, but in a way that this medical center is helping the community, is helping the needy, and is providing a solution. So friends, Many of you, you will not become a pastor like your pastors here. But God has put things in your hands. He has put skills in your hand. God has put a lot of abilities in your hand. God has put resources in your hand. God has blessed you, some of you, financially. Whatever God has done in your life, he wants that to be used that his name will be glorified. That's what he wants. Can you use your voice to sing for Jesus? Can you use your abilities, your talents, your skills to be an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ? And when you do it in the name of Jesus, the gospel of the kingdom will expand. So friends, there is power in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what does he want us to do? Let us live in such a way that people see Jesus. But not only that, let us use our mouth to be a witness for Jesus. And let us use our gifts and talents for him. Let me pray. Father, thank you for my brothers and sisters. I pray that you use this word to encourage them to know that there is power in your name. Use this gospel that they have to bring a change in their community and their families. In Jesus' name. You have been listening to sermon audio from Good News Church in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. We have Sunday services at 8.15, 9.30, and 11. If you are interested in finding more information on our church or ways to get further involved, visit goodnewschurch.life. Thank you for listening. We hope to see you soon.